0: Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have a real life rock star on the show. Dr. John Jakewish is here and he's gonna blow your mind. So stay with us. And we're back. Let me bring Dr. John on. Dr. John, welcome to the show. Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me. Uh, You know, um, I was telling you, I started this show a little over three years ago, and it was to help people get unstuck in life. And, um, man, (laughs) I mean, you can't tell in that shirt but you, dude, you um, you are ripped and and you have I know you're a scientist and and you've really studied mm-hmm. um, how the human body works and responds. And um, I'm pretty excited to, to have you on here and, and talk about all this. So why don't you start out? Tell everybody where you were born and
1: raised. Sure. Uh, I, uh, I grew up in a little place called Orinda, California, which is right outside San Francisco. Uh, and, um, it was, I, I didn't realize it was a very sheltered place. Like when I describe my childhood, like riding bicycles everywhere. Like, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, we rode bikes, like, I, don't yeah. and I, I tell people this and like, just how I would operate. And it was just a very safe place. And people were like, did you grow up in like the 1920s? Like that doesn't make any sense. The <laughs> like, kids don't ride their bike. They get kidnapped. And I'm like, well, I guess nobody would have wanted me. Um, right. so, but all my friends did, too. So it was like that's, you know, went to the country club, had swim practice in the morning. And then, you know, in the summertime, it was like the rest of the day was ours. So, like, sometimes I'd go to the, the BART station, you know, the, the the light rail around the San Francisco Bay Area. And then we'd go into Chinatown and buy, like, fireworks because they weren't wow. illegal. then. Yeah. Yeah. wow wow uh, really yeah that's trouble at like 10 years old taking the train all the way into the city but you know, it's not like i was <laughs> gonna tell my mother right right, right. yeah mm-hmm. times
0: were different times were definitely different
1: back then yeah yeah, yeah. way different yeah so, and if so you're committed you committed crime you got arrested which we don't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um that's so, you know, I'll continue the story. So I grew up uh then my parents moved to Napa when I was uh, in high school and I went to Catholic high school there. And I uh, actually enjoyed Catholic high school. It was pretty fun. Yeah, it was, it was pretty easy to fool the nuns. They, they, yeah, really but they, they really had,
0: had rules. They had rules,
1: yeah. right? A regular teacher, they know what's going on. The nuns, yeah. <laughs> they didn't know what was going on. So uh, yeah, you'd be like you know you know we'll be right back you know in the, like at the beginning of class, and then you leave and just like go drink beer like in the right. <laughs> it's like yeah it's just like all right like she didn't remember when we left so that is
0: so funny yeah. Yeah. So, yeah
1: so so so
0: now I know you have uh, I, did Dave tell me that you were an MD or you're a PhD yeah PhD. I know you, you have a PhD so so yeah. you went. So you went to high school there, and 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 did you end up going to college then, right out of high school? Yeah,
1: yeah, I Maybe. went to uh, Sacramento State, which is the top university on Highway 50. Um, I checked; it's the only university on Highway 50. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's it's like going to McDonald's for undergrad. It's <laughs> like not; it's thirty five thousand kids that go there, and I mean, your professors won't know your name.
0: Yeah. I had that,
1: that knew my name because I was a pretty social guy and also my fraternity did a lot with uh, the university uh, faculty um, what, what, we, really did, get, we got almost like straight A's so
0: what did you what did you study in college what was your
1: degree in I wanted to go pre-med and my dad says I'm not paying for that crap he says you're not going to go into debt so you can like see patients and basically be a manual laborer and I was like wow wow okay so what will you pay for that's the better question right yeah. <laughs> and he's like yeah he's like, he goes well and, and it's, it's interesting because he spent his life working for general motors uh and defense research laboratories he worked for trw um yeah. during the most controversial time so he was a, a weapons contractor for a long time and uh he he put the car on the moon the uh, lunar roving vehicle he designed and built that. So very smart guy. And he, what he told me was I spent the majority of my life building shareholder value for General Motors, because General Motors own defense research laboratories, they don't, they want to get out of the weapons business. In fact, most of what they did was NASA stuff, even though they had the word defense in their in their name. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, he said, uh, figure out how to make money first. And like he did that way later in life. He was in his late 40s before he started his first company. And it was a smashing success. But he was like, wow, I should have done this like forever ago. Like this is much better. And and my my general advice to everybody is start your own thing. Yeah. Just start your own thing. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Whether, whether, you can do a job for a company. We'll figure out how to do that same job for five companies and, and start a, a subcontracting group. You know, whatever it is, like you don't need to invent something like I did, because I know that's an insurmountable challenge to a lot of people. Like, you know, I, I'm lucky enough I had that thought uh, yeah. to a medical device and then, you know, a, a fitness physical therapy type product. So, um, but when you got out of college, so
0: you, you, you got your undergrad, did you immediately go into a master's program or
1: did you wait for a while? Yeah, immediately. Uh, I didn't, I don't think I waited a month. Wow. I, was, wow. I was getting my immediately. Yeah. Good for you. Wow. Well, That's incredible. Undergrad all of a sudden got interesting towards the end because like the best classes are like your senior year because like, they're the ones with all the prerequisites and they have to do with what you'll actually be doing. Yeah. You know, like I remember my first couple sales classes, I was like, Oh, like, well, this is useful. (laughs) You know, whereas like a lot of things just like, you know, whatever history, you know, Maori tribe, whatever, while it might be interesting. Yeah. I I don't know how I'm going to apply that. So, uh, Right. right. And nor have I, so I met some very cool Maori people. Uh, right. right, right. And I could tell them that. And they were like, mm. you know, like, <laughs> like, that got me, like, not even a free beer. Um, right, well. right. So, um, yeah, so so undergrad was like that. And then, and then uh, getting my master's, I, I really ended up getting my MBA. I, I really ended up liking that because, like, that was, you were really learning how to run a company. Yeah. and how to make decisions because I, that's that's the problem that most people have when it comes to just even starting their own business. They can't pull the trigger. Uh, and, you know, Tony Robbins is a business partner in, in OsteoStrong, my medical device side of yeah. my, my business. His customer is the type of person who walks right to the edge and just does, just, does not jump in. Like they just can't pull the trigger. They have hesitation, fear of failure. uh They have a reputation already. Typically, they're already marginally successful. Yeah, and it's like they're going from good to great, or they could, and and they won't. They won't br- break through the wall, right? Yeah, they won't. Yeah. Won't make that choice. And so um when it when it came to, so I, I worked for a couple of years in. Um, relationship management software. Mm hmm. So I did software sales, uh, and a little bit of design because every every, everything I sold had to be customized to the to the customer's needs. And then, um, and I liked that that was fun. And then my mother was diagnosed with osteoporosis. And you know, I come home, and she's crying. And she's like, Oh, I, you know, I can't ever garden again, I can't ever go hiking again, no more tennis. And I'm like, well, that's why I have osteoporosis. And I thought about it and I said, let me read up on that. Like, I might be able to come up with something for you because she already knew about the medications and she didn't want to take them. So it's pretty- what, what is osteoporosis? So osteoporosis is um, like you, you gain uh, like porousness in the bone. Okay. Like, yeah, the bone just becomes weak and more likely to fracture. Um, it happens to I think it's three out of five women and one out of five men. Uh, yeah. And fragility fractures are uh, very common. Actually, it kills as many people as breast cancer, a uh, hip fracture. So older people break their, it, it's not as dramatic, but they break their hip. They go to the hospital. They can't move. They can't set the hip. It's too much bone to, to, to mend at that age. You know, they yeah. don't, they don't have enough metabolic turnover in the bone to, uh, to heal it. And so they're bedridden, and then they might get pneumonia or something like that. There's a 50% chance of death within one year of a hip fracture if you're over 50 years old.
0: My my mother in law was just telling us that a neighbor or somebody um, had a hip replacement and then she fell coming out of the into her garage down a step. And and Broke her femur. I'm like, how do you break your femur falling? That's a serious. That's that's a serious break. Yeah,
1: yeah. and uh, wow. Wish her a speedy recovery, and yeah. uh, you know, make sure that the the uh, you know just hope that her physicians can get her walking soon because that's that's really the thing. Is if they're stuck in bed, then it's just you know there's a very short clock. Somehow. Yeah, we're not meant to sit still. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, so you you dug into the science. You started researching this for your mother.
1: Yeah. And and, and what uh, did you what did you discover? Well, I developed a prototype, but basically the discovery was the most powerful stimulus the human body gets to trigger bone growth is impact, high impact. So the rate at which uh, and, and this is seen in gymnastics, so they can replicate it. Gymnastics is a great sport to uh, to look at and uh, to read studies about because there's landing, and then there's the dynamics of the landing and all the the forces of body weight that go that go through the body, like like a gymnast dismount from uneven bars, you know, where they flip. Yeah, Uh, they can get 10 times their body weight when they land. Does does anybody work out with 10 times their body weight? No, no, no. Uh, In fact, the minimum dose response, the minimum amount of force through the hip joint to trigger any bone growth at all is 4.2 multiples of body weight. Wow. So, yeah, when people are like, oh, yeah, I go for a walk every day to help my bone health. No, you're not doing anything. I mean. You might have circulation, there's benefits to going for a walk. Yeah, but not skeletal ones.
0: So I I told Dave Daly, I said, you know, I bought a Peloton. Those things are three thousand dollars. He goes, set it on fire. <laughs> I said, what? He goes, You're wearing out your joints with it or something like that.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, the title of my book is <laughs> <laughs> where, where are we? Everything is yeah. was a waste of time. Where are we right here? And so is cardio. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh I mean, my you god,
0: know. dude! You can't tell me that. Do you know how many freaking miles I've ran on a freaking treadmill? Come on, man! I, I've oh, ran yeah. a lot of miles. It sucks. Yeah. I hate it. It
1: upregulates cortisol and it keeps you fatter longer. <laughs> yeah, it's like not the approach.
0: Wow. Like, okay. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited. That's why I'm excited about this, man. I want you to change my life. And there's a lot of people watching that need their lives changed. I, as you already know, I bought your X, and here's just one of the bands, but I bought your X3 um, system. I'm excited to, to start using it.
1: Good. Perfect.
0: <laughs> wonder how many people bought your your X three system and never have
1: used it. <laughs> Not many. I That's just, awesome. Just, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's pretty easy to use. Like nobody has trouble putting it together. It comes together. Uh, yeah. Nobody has trouble um, with any of the movements. Really, some people have some mobility issues, but they can, uh, they can go and do whatever uh um you know to to rehab that joint so yeah i mean and while they're while they're doing x-ray and x-ray is very easy on joints so you put really the the summary is it puts massive forces through your body through the musculature where you are capable of creating those forces and then it discharges those forces as you move closer towards a range of motion where the joint is compromised. So you know, like like at the the part of the bench press where the bar is almost at your chest, that's worth lighter, because that that's where you're most likely to injure, and that's where you have le- the least access to contractile fibers in, the, in the, within the muscle. As you push away, that number goes up. It's like a hockey stick. You know, it goes like that. So, or, or like this, depending on how you're looking at this. I don't right. know if it gets mirror imaged at some point. <laughs> um, so, um, but you know, what I'm saying so. Um, yeah. yeah, your output capacity needs to match. And so, when so, I took the, the medical device when we were doing the clinical trial in London. Uh, I I it was University of East London did the the study. Principal investigator was from there, and. Um, what what ended up happening was um a a lot of the a lot of the test subjects because i was there for the trial but i wasn't allowed to like collect any data because obviously there's a conflict of interest yeah so i helped with the methods section so basically the instructions on how to use the product correctly how are we going to perform the study like what questions need to be asked what are the contraindications how what who should be disqualified from from the study you know somebody who's Alcohol, like habitual drug use, like th- those are obvious. But um, yeah, and there was a whole list of criteria. And so I helped with that. And then I stuck around for a couple of weeks as the study started and I was just observing. And so, so some of the test subjects that were randomly selected, they were selected uh, from hospital uh, faculty and staff. So some of the doctors that were there would ask me like, we're, they'd say, we're putting tremendous forces through our our limbs, through our core, like how, like what do people lift when they go to the gym? You should do a comparison. And I was like, all right. So we have people, have, w- women. It was an all female study. Women who have done uh, only they've never done any exercise in their life. That was that was one thing we were looking for non non exercises because we didn't want somebody going. Oh, well, she's an athlete, so that doesn't count. Right, 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 right. Because yeah. right, right. there's always somebody who's going to have some problem with something like that. So, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, fine. Non exercisers. Wow. Um, the, all of a sudden, they're pushing five, six, seven, eight, even nine times their body weight with their low extremities in a very specific range of motion. So, the, the range of motion might be an inch, but it's just the impact ready range. It's just that range where they're most powerful. So uh, they're like, so I did the comparison. I went to the NAINZ database, which is the largest health information database uh, in the world maintained uh, by the National Institute of Health. It's part of the US government Um, and uh, part of our government that actually functions. Uh, So the, um, so I did this comparison and it was profound. And I thought, wow, people are people are like seven times stronger in the impact ready range of motion than they are in the weaker range of motion, which really means weightlifting sucks. <laughs> it does. Right. Yeah, because you've got the same weight in all ranges of motion, but you have wildly different capacities in all ranges of motion. What if you could change? The weight, so that it matched your capacity for creating force. You'd be able to train heavier. You'd be able to train much safer with much more repetitions. So, you, I mean, more, more contractile process, greater level of fatigue, and a greater, greater level of fatigue will always yield more growth. And so wow. was, that's what I developed.
0: So, was- and this was the osteo osteo strong that you started with no the bone density
1: device was okay so the study was on that okay okay right and so the next product was x3 so
0: so so. but you said that the impact is what builds bone density right right how how does that work i mean i mean because the i i haven't dug into it yet with the x3 but does this build bone density as well
1: no 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 three, for months yeah you need to go much higher loads uh much shorter period of time under tension and we're talking second i mean the the set like the second that really counts is really like one second like where you're just at your peak force kind of build up your peak force
0: wow so how does one build bone density
1: so one can either go out for gymnastics and receive a bunch of impact. I mean, that's, that's great advice for like a, you know, a 53 like a year, old. year old person. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's not great advice for somebody who's like over 30. Like, okay, not doing that. Yeah. Uh, sprinting's pretty good. But again, you know, there's risks associated. But this is why I developed Osteostrong. Like, if there was a way to do it with just like, you know, yoga or something you could just do on your own. I would have written a book about that. Yeah, but no, we really needed something that did not exist yet. Hence I I invented it.
0: Wow. Um, So Ricardo says the full osteo strong session is only four machines. So it sounds like he's involved in it. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, And there's a lot of people on here that like Mark Rodriguez is he just got the X3 system. Said he has a total knee replacement. Are there modifications you
1: recommend on the X three? Uh, as long as you have full range of motion, which you should, yeah. Like just treat, in fact, the knee replacement is the strongest joint in the body now. Wow. Yeah. Oh, they 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 build joint replacements so they don't fail.
0: Wow, that's they awesome.
1: Don't clean that mess up. Also, the liability. Yeah. So really engineer those.
0: Yeah. So you you partnered with Tony Robbins on mm-hmm. on that deal. Um, how did that come about? Tony's Tony's a pretty big name. Yeah,
1: it's uh, the only way that would ever come about with a guy like that. He called me. Wow. Yeah, one of his friends. Uh, but yeah, you, know, you have something that's profound. Yeah, uh, you 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 got to hustle it out there. Like, so I was, so I, I, my first test facility was in uh, Napa Valley, where I went to high school. And uh, just because I knew the community, you know, I could hustle a lot of people in there. And there were some pretty influential doctors in town. The president of the uh, American College for the Advancement of Medicine uh, was there. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to get her involved. And she actually ended up being a a super supporter sent all of her patients and uh co-authored my my first book with me Um, wow yeah she was amazing woman unfortunately she's no longer with us um but uh Mm. just super human being um yeah go ahead and and
0: and that's for the the that's for the osteo strong
1: with yeah that was that, that was that was for the osteo strong and then after the trial i was talking about i realized like I said, weightlifting sucks to stimulate muscle growth. It's just awful. It's just not how we work. Like, we ought to have variance. And, you know, there's there's been a few approaches, uh, but the approaches weren't strong enough. Like, there, there, there are some people who, like, have a weighted bar, and then they put some bands on it also. The problem is the variance ratio is is bad because like they're holding x on the bar on their chest, and they're holding 1.2 x at the top. Whereas you, you actually would want to hold like x at the bottom and maybe five x at the top. So wow. the yeah, it's got to be a, a very strong difference.
0: How does how does this all? Okay, so I, I'm going off of of Dave Daly talking to me about this, yep. and he's the reason I, I, I bought your system. Um, and and so I, I look at this and he, he says, Well, he talks about diet as well. The are, are you do you do the carnivore diet? Yes. And and anything else with that? I think uh, he said I- you were one of the reasons he started it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um how do I say this in the least offensive way? Um, say it
0: however you have to say it, man. You're not going to... Yeah, uh,
1: we need animal protein. And uh, it's like vegetable protein is so low quality. We only <clears throat> We only have the ability to absorb 9 to 16% of the protein that comes from vegetable sources. So... You know, if you're only getting 16 percent, you know, you, let's say you have some pea protein, powdered pea protein, you're mixing it up all day long. However many grams of protein you're getting, it's really only 16 percent of that. So you're really doing anything. No, you're just wasting your time, wasting your money. Um, so you got to have a higher quality protein. So I was and you also need one gram per pound of body weight. That's been very uh, laboriously covered by uh, many different studies and there's still people who want to argue with, it. usually they're vegans or like Seventh-day Adventists who like it's their mission to make everybody a vegetarian <laughs> like, re- like literally a religious mission
0: Is it um, really?
1: Yeah <laughs> yeah, And they don't care who they lie have to lie to, like that's that's what Jesus wanted according to them Wow Yeah so uh wow. Okay. Yeah. So um you gotta look at like when when you read a study where it says like carbohydrates are great. Um yeah, who funded that study or who was involved? Was any seventh day advanced involved? If so, drop it in the trash. Um wow. if you know, was was um, an institution of nutritional wellness or some nonprofit involved? which is just a shill for Nabisco or Kellogg's or Baskin Robbins. Yeah. That's a lot of those things. See the um, big food. So snack foods are all carbohydrate based. I mean, with the exception of, you know, maybe the guy who makes beef jerky Uh, and I suppose a slim Jim, but there's probably some barn paint in there. So he's conflicted. (laughs) Uh, uh, Never eat a slim Jim. Um,
0: don't eat a oh, Slim Jim. No, what about that? What about that rip dude that always I, I'm snapping to a Slim Jim.
1: Oh, you mean the Randy Savage?
0: <laughs> yeah, Randy Savage. They just paid him well. He probably They're did. Him.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's uh, <laughs> I, I love that guy. I love, I'm just yelling into the camera. Uh, yes, a man of the people. That's he's funny. Great. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Um, uh, yeah.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: Ate too many slim chimps. Probably. Yeah. Don't it's slim. It's just a chemical shit storm. You don't have that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, processed foods is, is, is a big problem. But yeah, so basically, big food knows that big food wants everybody to be vegan, not because they're trying to help you with your health. It's because they know vegans don't eat kale. They eat cookies and cake. Because, right, it's not meat. So you can shovel sugar into your mouth all day long and they make sugar-based products. Wow. So there's trillions of dollars behind things like Beyond Meat or the Impossible Burger, uh, trying to get people to get this chemical garbage and, and give up on meat because they can sell them more expensive products. So from top to bottom, I got this from one of the uh, biggest uh, meat distributors in the United States. Guy owns companies is a really good friend of mine. And he says, um, from top to bottom, the best margin like and this is divided between all distributors and and the farmer and everything like that 12% with a steak. There is a 12% margin. So and that's got to be divided amongst multiple parties. Yeah. So meat has a relatively poor margin, but um, like a Triscuit, and I don't know how accurate this is. I did read it in an article. Don't remember where I saw that article. Um, has a 600% margin because the base material, wheat grain, is literally cheaper than dirt. Wow. Like topsoil is more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like they can turn <laughs> something cheaper than dirt into a desirable food. And oh then they lie to you and tell you it's healthy. I mean, these people, wow. it's criminal what's going on. But Yeah. You know. So um, so you,
0: you you're not a you're not a proponent of wheat based products. No.
1: You know, I, I, I truly I, I don't eat anything meat. other than steak. Really? I, I have a supplement. There's a supplement I do also. Uh, called Fortigen, which is there. You go, Fortigen's right there. Yeah. So you, I, I've, the I've been,
0: I've been holding on to this to to ask you what the heck this is. Right. <laughs> so it's,
1: it, I, it came it's with the system. Yeah. So we're supposed to eat. Humans are supposed to eat rotting things, but obviously for sanitation reasons we don't. But there's real value there. It's where it's where the, the best amino acids come from. So with this product, it's the bacterial fermentation, uh, but the bacteria is gone you know, after it's left the material and just left the fermentation behind. Uh, then we have amino acids and then there's there's uh, and all the amino acids are combined in the, in the right proportion. So different cultures and then, you know, the putting them together in the right combination that the human body can most optimally use. So almost hundred percent usable by the body. So I take wow. four doses of Fortigen per day. So that and makes up for 200 grams. Yeah, four of those. And, uh, right. except on rest days, cause you know, I'm not going through any muscle protein synthesis on rest day, so no need. Um, so I'll take four of those and then maybe have a, a one pound steak in the evening that that's a 300, uh, 300 grams of protein in yeah. I weigh two forty. So I'm, I'm over, I'm overfed on protein. Wow. That's the goal. No that's the only, the goal I count. I, I don't really eat carbohydrates with the exception of a, a hyperplasia protocol where you stretch muscle uh, to the point where you force cells to split. That's detailed in the book. Uh, and you have a little bit of carbohydrate before that to super hydrate the muscle, but that's it. That's that's my whole diet, and, no, I, and no the carbohydrate are glucose tablets. In fact, they're they're right here, glucose supplement. Wow. Yeah, just little tablets.
0: So you so you get up in the you don't eat in the morning. It doesn't nope. sound like don't even have a glass
1: of water. So (laughs) my
0: wife just, my wife just did a 36 hour dry fast. I think she may have watched one of your videos and she did a 36 hour
1: dry fast. I was impressed. Nice. So I go 20 hours a day, dry fasted, and then I have a four hour hydration and eating window. Wow. That's seven days a week. Wow. It seems extreme. I actually developed this because I thought it would be easier for people to follow this than some of the other stuff I was doing. Because I was doing like three day water fasts, and people were like, "No way can I do that." You know, I hate when people say that. It's like, all right, so just talk yourself out of success. Good for you. Um, <laughs> you will succeed. Like, if you want to lose body fat, you go three days with no food. Like, you can see a difference just in a couple of days. Like, you know, like you you you're, you'll see body fat just disappearing
0: so water fast means you're just consuming water. water
1: yeah wow how don't you get a headache or uh, uh, in the beginning do you, gets to it yeah yeah like anything else like people okay so hydration is very key to having your cerebrospinal fluid right so like when you're when you're dehydrated you're you're low on cerebrospinal fluid and so your brain you know is actually like touching the bottom of your skull like yeah. it's a mechanical problem and so now this is with big hydration changes like let's say you know you couldn't drink anything for you know you're stuck in the desert you're just dehydrated and you know you got a splitting headache and then you come back and you drink a ton of water now you made too much cerebrospinal fluid you got a headache again different kind of headache but yeah the body's always trying to find homeostasis it's always trying to find a way to be like in balance so yep. what happens when you first start to drive fast and especially like if you've never done this before so now, i had the luxury of doing this in high school because i wrestled everybody drive fast in wrestling we don't call it drive fast and we just call it making weight so you can like, like I wrestled on the 130 pound weight class, but I was more like 140 in high school. Got it. So, yeah. So like two days, like 48 hours, no food, no water. And guess what? I was down 10 pounds. Mostly, most of it was water. And, uh, yeah.
0: But, okay. So and this is not me making excuses for anyone. I, I just, I mean, obviously if you can, and I'm getting ready to pop your website up here. That's, that's what I'm, if it looks like I'm distracted, that's what I'm doing. Um, but the, you know, the average person, if uh, obviously you're going to be more successful, um, when you can reach the average human being that, 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 isn't the athlete that isn't the the you know they're just fat and they're they've tried everything they they've tried the jenny craig and they've tried the the 75 hard (laughs) and what which i've done i complete my wife and i both completed that and like i said it's hard for a reason it's called that for a reason but the average person that is like man I go to the gym. I see all these muscle heads there screaming as they're lifting weights, and I've been there. Like I'm, I'm over on the treadmill, and I'm watching the, the big dudes over there screaming as they're throwing weights around. I'm like, dude, like, what the heck are you doing? I, I, and I don't even go over by there because it's like I, I don't fit in. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going over there. And who wants to go for an hour, hour and a half to the freaking gym and. You know, so what? What is the solution for the average person that wants to be more fit? They want to lose weight. They don't want to do a twenty-hour fast every day. But like, is there a solution? Is there a happy medium somewhere?
1: Yes. Uh, what I'm doing, also, like you've seen pictures of me, you see picture of me in the cover of the book. Yeah, you know, I'm in very good shape. And so I, I'm, I'm beyond what most people would want. Uh, and, and when it comes to being really lean, diet counts a lot more than your exercise. Really? Uh, you need them both, but it, it, it you're the more extreme the nutrition. You'll you'll see those results And like past. You know, like getting leaner than 7% for most uh, white people is very difficult like your testosterone starts crashing like you 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 your body doesn't doesn't want you to look like like a statue right and if you can get there it usually has to do with dehydration you can't be there for very long so it's kind of fleeting yeah so i tell people like first of all stop looking at bodybuilders like if you want to see like a great physique those guys look like that for one day right That's, and it's has a lot to do where they can manipulate the hydration, so they hydrate the muscle, but they dehydrate the skin. Uh, so the skin looks very thin, and almost inhuman-like. And so there's there's a science, well, science. There's a I guess there's a practice to have. Right. There's science in it, but it was really developed through trial and error, which is not science. But uh, yeah, they know they know how to do that, but they look like that for a very short period of time. Right. The, five days after the contest, they don't look like that. Five days before the contest, they don't look like that. So you know, I tell people just stop looking at those guys. And instead, look at if you want strong, you look at strong, lean people, look at the NFL. First of all, they're drug tested. Yep. And, that. and that's why I really enjoy working with the NFL players I work with. They're strong, they're lean, and they're not taking anything. And the way the World Anti-Doping Association works now if you have any irregularity in your blood work, like it used to be they needed to identify what you had been taking. And so somebody would modify some like steroid and then take it. And, you know, it's like they couldn't identify it. So they're like, well, well, you know, so they just created a new chemical and, and then would just use that. So that's a problem clearly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But now if you have any irregularity, like your testosterone just looks too high, or your estradiol is wrong or your whatever you know your your estrogen has a spike in it or it's too low you like you've been taking estrogen suppressant or something like that um even things like flonase like if you're a sprinter and you take flonase you're out you're done you can't race that's cheating wow this is a bronchial dilator it opens up all the pathways in your in your uh, sinuses and in your lungs so you have an advantage you can process more oxygen yeah so it's it's really less about like trying to define what cheating is it's just you got to be natural and natural is natural that, yeah you know no no cold medicines no whatever right yeah so, so somebody. somebody that, oh, hang on what, what, what i was saying was if you want to know what you can look like with a re- reasonable, with a good effort with exercise and um, you still have to train to fatigue, but it only takes 10 minutes. So people have 10 minutes. People are, I find That's people awesome. are not lazy. Yeah. They, but it's the, it's the time. Like they can work out hard for 10 minutes, but yep. if you tell them to work out hard for an hour, they're like, I don't have the time. So, 10 minutes is so manageable, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Spend as much time doing, you know, doing that, as brushing your teeth.
0: Yeah. You is, that. is that a couple of couple of times a day? Once a day? How often do you recommend?
1: Once a day, six days a week. Really? Yep. 10 minutes? Yeah. So you get to fatigue a lot quicker than you would in a standard workout. The, the objective is to completely fatigue the muscle. And so, X3 is a strategy to get to a greater level of fatigue with higher weight and a higher level of safety. So,
0: and, and your body, Dave Daly said, your body becomes a furnace. The fat just starts melting off. He's right.
1: Yeah. He's a lean guy. He knows. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. true.
1: Yeah. How was mean, they- I,
0: that was a question. That's true. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Wow. Well, there's a couple reasons. One is you build muscle fast with X3 muscle is an engine that's running all the time, burning calories. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. the calorie argument, by the way, is like a really a poor one, because you're not an ice cube, like melting of an ice cube is the laws of thermodynamics. The yeah. biochemistry of a human or an animal has a lot of hormones going on, which adjust skews what we would expect from the laws of thermodynamics uh you know your body will at times retain more than you think it will recycle more old cells than you would think because you're taking in less fuel so you got to stimulate the body in the proper way and you know make sure you're not painting yourself into a corner like people who do a lot of cardio and are trying to lose weight like that's like the worst thing wow yeah that's incredible
0: so when, when did you develop the X3 system and what was the, what was the reason?
1: <laughs> oh, well, it's going to be the best muscle building product on earth. Also, it's a fraction of the cost of any home gym. When you're done with it, it fits in a drawer. So you don't have to like chew up your garage or a room in your house. Like, I don't know how many emails I've, I've, I've received hundreds, maybe even over a thousand emails where people are like X3 saved my marriage because now my wife doesn't have to park outside anymore <laughs> because of my gym. And I was like, all I was thinking was why did you, why didn't you park outside? You know? <laughs> like a lot of guys out there are just dicks. <laughs> if you want a gym in your garage, you put it on your side. On right. Side. Right. Yeah. Or same vice versa. Like, but the funny <laughs> thing is, it was always that same story. And I'm like, God, like the nation needs marriage counseling. Um, well, <laughs> at least these guys do. Like, my wife um. was outside. I mean, I mean, maybe they only have a one car garage, and maybe that was like they both had a park outside. I don't know. But I just see so, there's, there's an odd talk track that just kept on showing up, and I was like, okay. That
0: is. That might be the funniest thing I've heard in a while. So, Mm -hmm. so, so, but like, okay. uh, And I've seen pictures of you. um, I mean, you are, you're, you're freaking ripped. Like it looks like there's not a muscle in your body. That's not like ripped. And, and were you like that prior to X3? No, I was fat. No, come on. Mm -hmm. You were fat
1: that's right dude really yeah sorry that was 20 I, I, I mean i call that that like you you could not see any abdominals at all yeah i mean i had a pudgy stomach fat face yeah yeah wow. i mean this is while i was launching you know osteo strong uh i flew two hundred thousand miles a year so like I, and a funny thing i was pretty close to carnivore back then i was ketogenic back then Because I knew that was the the optimal uh, nutrition. But, like, still, like, with the amount of travel, like, there was a lot of processed stuff in there. And eating on planes, you don't know what the hell they put in that. Like, there's all kinds of vegetable oils, which are just totally toxic. Um, I still eat out a lot, but I eat at places that don't use vegetable oil. Right. Um, Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I wasn't in shape. I was, I would expect, like usually when I'd be at the beach and I'd have my shirt off, nobody would say I looked, nobody nobody would say I look strong or like, wow, do you work out? No, nobody was impressed. But you know, I didn't look weak. Right. Um, I played rugby in, in undergrad. Like I, I probably looked like the standard rugby player, just you know, you don't have a six pack. Or anything but um you know i was i was 190. uh but then uh once starting x3 the first year i gained 30 pounds of muscle uh second year i gained 15 pounds of muscle and lost in those two years 16 pounds of body fat so yeah i mean i i totally became a different person and um yeah yeah, it worked. It worked so well. And like, I've been lifting weights for 20 years and I really hadn't got anything out of it. Like I was t- completely, I never missed a workout probably in 20 years. Like I was dedicated, I did it. I, I, I managed every time I, I thought I was getting bigger, I really just got fatter. But, which is wow. where the 20 body fat came from. Cause at, at, in undergrad, like I remember I did a triathlon right right after rugby season. And like, I went to the gym and lifted after my triathlon. That that shows you, like, I, I wasn't even like worn out. I was like, whatever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Charles, Charles Coachman says, is this
1: recommended for all ages? Yeah. Uh, you know, as long as you're fully mobile, you can stand, you can do it. Uh, it comes with a lot of, um, well, it comes with lightweight banding, and then and then it goes to very very heavy. The heaviest band is six hundred pounds. Um, that's optional, by the way, just because not everybody is going to be able to use that on day one. They might need to get that one later. Half of the NFL cannot use that band.
0: I did. I did not buy the six hundred
1: pound band. Yeah, yeah. You Didn't right? Yeah, you probably yeah. will. Uh, yeah. You know, and a lot, a lot of guys who started in the NFL they couldn't use it. They couldn't even do one rep. And now they can because they, they've gotten stronger. Wow. Uh, My wife's asking
0: a question on here. Will women lean out and tone? She doesn't want to build up, build bulk or doesn't want to bulk up. Right. She doesn't um, want to look like
1: you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame her. Like you I don't want me, her to look like you. You don't want your wife to look like me either. <laughs> um, so, so here's uh, differences between men and women. Women don't have the hormones. To look like a man from a muscular standpoint, uh, they 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 end up just getting harder and and a be, you know better shape to them. So um, the the softness of the muscle goes away and becomes harder. the uh, The body fat around the muscle becomes less, and women become more defined. They look more feminine. Like like it, it, here's what happens to a lot of women: is they start li- they start lifting weights. And then they have a bigger appetite. So then they start eating more. And then they're like, oh, no, I'm getting big from, you know, lifting. It's like, no, 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 no. Cupcakes are getting you big. (laughs) I have this discussion all the time. It's very frustrating because they're they're ignoring, like, the obvious. And and, uh, a lot of people lie to themselves about what they eat. Like, I talk to people every day who are – 300, 400 pounds. And they am like, I don't understand. I only eat 1,500 calories a day. Like, if you're going to lie to yourself and, and lie to me, like, yeah, no, nothing I can do here.
0: Mary says, why does heart disease exist? Plant-based eaters say it's animal food that causes heart issues.
1: Let's see if yeah. that triggers you. <laughs> that doesn't trigger me. No, I'm not a vegan. They're the ones that get mad. They're science uh so (laughs) cardiac incidents uh in meat eaters so in the past when a lot of epidemiologic studies were done these are survey-based studies so when you're studying a human's nutrition you can't put them in a cage and feed them what you want to feed them that's against human ethics in this country at least yeah Um, there's other countries that will let you sort of do that you can you can put people in an area where you know they can't go out and get other food Right. So for a long time, we've been told for you know 100 years, we've been told vegetables are the healthiest thing we can eat. And uh, sugar wasn't allowed to be vilified in the 1960s and 70s. So it was discovered that it was just killing us. And uh, people were paid off to, to sit on the information. So um, and it was the big food producers that didn't want that out there. Uh, right. Well, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, they just want to keep selling people breakfast cereal and ice cream and all all kinds of stuff, packaged foods. But but but, but like Pepsi and Coke are good for you, right? Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> uh, no, <I'm, laughs> you I'm, said I, yeah. I, you, I already knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what, what was the, what was the question? Oh, you asked. Uh, so yeah, no, somebody asked uh, heart disease, saturated fat. Yeah. So what what causes uh, most cardiac incidents is blockage, right? Yeah. Uh, Where's the blockage come from? So there's inflammation within the cardiovascular system. And as everything's flowing by, you know, your your blood cells are flowing by uh, when a low density lipoprotein LDL which is considered bad cholesterol, or it previously was considered bad. Um, it's low density, so it sticks on the inflammation points and can cause a blockage. But what's the problem? What's floating by or the inflammation? So the inflammation's the problem. And by the way, you'll have sky high cholesterol when you fast, when you eat nothing, because your body is metabolizing its own body fat. Wow. So that's when your cholesterol goes highest. So saying LDL cholesterol or cholesterol in general is bad for you is like saying weight loss is bad for you. So we should all just be fat. Right. Obviously that's stupid. So (laughs) if you know this, and this is just, I mean, I'm talking like basic biology right now. Yeah. well, if 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 that that low density lipoprotein is present and will always be present at times, and it'll be intermittently present, <clears throat> well, then we need to stop the inflammation. Where's the inflammation come? It comes from mm-hmm. carbohydrates, sugars, really, you know, just just yeah. the refined fructose, that kind of thing. That yeah. should be cut out of our diets. Completely.
0: I, I've heard I've heard people say if you're going to have Sugar, don't do processed sugars. Make sure it's the pure sugar cane. That's, that's, yeah. Uh,
1: uh. Well, you know, there was a homeless guy that uh, lived in a dumpster behind my place in San Francisco, and uh, yeah. he was the same thing about heroin. <laughs> but I don't get my life advice from homeless people.
0: Right. Right. So, uh, so let me ask you this, and this is probably more of a, this'll probably be more of a psych psychological thing. Um, mm. What do you think in your opinion, because there's going to be a lot of people that watch this, your, your X three system certainly is way less expensive than a home gym, but it's yeah. still 500 bucks or whatever it is. Right. So, Um, there's going to be a lot of people that watch this, that go, man, I'd like to look like that dude. Or I would really like, but you know, I I don't know that I can give up. I love bread. I don't think I can give up bread. I I, I don't the carbs, man. Like, and we start, I'm a, I'm a recovered alcoholic with 19 years sober. So I know, I know what it's like to lie to myself.
1: Let me ask you a question. Why don't alcoholics get a cheat day? (laughs) <laughs> right because right it turns into so, a cheap life carbohydrates are completely addictive yep they in, are. in nature they go away like if we were in a in a you know an indigenous tribe somewhere we would know where the peach trees are we'd gorge ourselves on peaches make ourselves fat for the winter so we could live off of our body fat um listen to this bears give themselves type 2 diabetes every year. What is type two diabetes? It helps you get as fat as possible, but they hibernate. They don't need anything for the winter. And we're designed with that same mechanism. So I, I say type two diabetes is not a dysfunction of the body at all. It's a function. Like it's your body helping you get as fat as possible so you can survive the winter, but we don't have these challenges anymore. So right. what do you need carbohydrates for? Cause the rest of the year people can't get them you know, where, where I live in Northern California, numerous places that I live, but like all like this whole area, like fruits and vegetables don't bloom here. Right? Like, maybe, I mean, not 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 for an extended period of time, you know, maybe a couple of weeks towards the end of the summer in the fall or in the fall, mid fall before it gets cold. So that's the only time you have carbohydrates. And then you get fat and then you'll survive the winter.
0: What do you think? And this is in your opinion, what do you think holds people back though? From and I'm not I'm talking about success financially, success in life, success with with getting rid of body fat. What is it mm-hmm. that's stopping
1: people? Well, from a fitness perspective, so I think fitness is a catalyst to your whole life because once you get once you get your body fat under control once you like you feel great when you get out of bed and like look in the mirror and you're like oh wow like my six pack looks great today like you know you 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 kind of there like it, it, nothing nothing i'm going to quote coco chanel here nothing tastes as good as being she said thin i, I always misquote her and say fit feels yeah Because, like and she's saying like you know when you wake up you look in the mirror and you look great like wow like what a what a great place to be yeah problem is everybody's given such bad advice um the nutrition that people follow even what they think is healthy is not uh and then and then their, their their exercise is just beyond illogical uh, but it's what people are doing. I mean, hey, like when you when you had a fever, you know how George Washington died? Bloodletting. They cut him open and let what? him bleed out a pint of blood. Yeah, it's to reduce his fever. He had like pneumonia or something, and uh, they wanted to get his fever down. So you just make somebody bleed a pint, and uh, you know, then then their fever goes down. That's how they used to do it. Or they cover well, you with lead. Leech- so, I mean, it, it worked.
0: His fever went it, down.
1: His <laughs> fever went down and then he bled to death. So, uh, yeah, that's how the guy died. God, so, I didn't he, know he that. Back then. Yeah. Wow. So, like, there's a big paradigm shift. And, you know, at first I was like totally ridiculed. And then now I'm being like violently opposed. Uh, but then, you know, the third phase with innovation is it's accepted as normal. Uh, you know, people will act like variable resistance always made sense, and anything else was just kind of like, Oh, yeah, remember when we used to like lift just iron that didn't change weight as we moved? Like, boy, that was stupid. Uh, that's yeah, so that's, that's where the world will be because when everybody understands variable resistance, and that's the point of the book, and uh, you know. And I I belabor it in the book. I go over every little detail. I describe every single study and the outcomes and the limitations of every study and what the study found. So each study individually, does this tell the whole story? No, but when you look at all 16 of them, you're like, okay, every time this has been analyzed, this comes out to be like way better than regular weightlifting. That's so awesome,
0: man. You've got me sold. Dave daily already had me sold. I I mean, I I went out and bought your extra and I know nothing about it. (laughs) Like not yet. I'm going to watch the videos, but but, you know, I, I, I think that everybody watching first off uh, show the book, I'm going to give you full screen show, show your book one more time if you would, John, so everybody can see that weightlifting is a waste of time. And what's the subtitle.
1: And so is cardio.
0: And so is cardio. Yeah.
1: And there's a better way to have the body we want.
0: Oh, dude, it's a, was...
1: where, where are we? It's a, it's a wall street journal bestseller.
0: That's, that's incredible, man. That's yeah. absolutely incredible. Um, and here, John Fairchild has been singing your praises. He's, he's on the X3 system. He's singing your praises in the comments. Um, I am going to get you to come on and do an Amazon Live so we can sell your your book directly to Amazon mm-hmm. customers. But um, so stay with me if you would. I'm going to end the live stream. I, I I would like to know a little bit more about this because everybody says that that the, that everybody that's doing this is saying they're using the Fortigen two, mm-hmm. um, and that's the, you you recommend how many of these per day for uh, it the on your average. Body
1: you want a gram of protein per pound of body weight one of those is the value equivalent of 50 grams of standard protein source okay so yeah so like like if you like whatever your body like what's your body weight i'm at about 235 so you want 235 grams of protein so you know you could get three of them You, you you so three doses and you've taken care of 150 uh grams of protein you know now now you have 85 grams of protein you need to take care of which is like a one pound ribeye so like and that's why i only eat one meal a day because you know it's like i take care of my nutrition and you know and for the most part and then you know i have room for some real food Uh, i
0: have noticed since i since dave told i didn't even know about this carnivore thing so dave told me about it he's like dude i'm on the road so much i'll go into I'll go through a drive-through at Wendy's and get a triple with, you know, bacon, and that's all. And so I, I I've done that right um, multiple times, and Can I'm going to tell you
1: away?
0: that. What's
1: that? Did you throw the bun away?
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no bun, no yeah, condiments, yeah. just just the meat. I'll I do have them put a slice of cheese on it. I know, but it's processed. But um, but but I'm going to tell you something, and for anybody listening. It's a significant change in your appetite. My, I, I notice when I eat like maybe a triple like that, right? I have no appetite for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. where if I'm eating, I don't know bread or this this crap or you know whatever, like within a few hours, I'm hungry again. And it's yeah. that's not the case with with this, right? It's incredible. So I I think that. More people need to be in your environment. They need to They need to mm-hmm. follow you on Instagram, first off. Um, sure. And our, you have a Facebook page as well, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. In fact,
1: I, I have a landing page, which is easier because most people have trouble spelling my last name. <laughs> so it's yeah. just drj.com, D-O-C-T-O-R, the letter J, dot com. And there's wow. links to the landing page. So there's links to my Instagram, my Facebook, YouTube. Um, I do most on Instagram just cause it's easier. Like I, I like that platform better.
0: Let, let me, uh, let, let me, and it's just D O C T O R and the letter J.com. Yeah. Dot com. How did you get that? Wow. That's it right so, there. Dr. J. Dot com.
1: Dr. J. Dot com. Yeah. Well, Julius Irving is fishing now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. Wow, you dude, you're incredible, man. I, I, I'm i uh, look, Mark Rodriguez said he's selling his Peloton. I, I mine's for sale too. Mine's for sale too. So, all right, Dr. John, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on here. Hang on real quick, I want to talk to you about doing an Amazon, but um, thank you, man. You're awesome. Everybody, go over to drj.com follow this guy, buy his system, and let's join his community and and, and create some really healthy human beings here. Thank you Thank so you. much, man. Thank Thanks. you. I appreciate it. We'll see you guys later.